0: This is the Alpaca Podcast, for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the Podcast for Alpaca People. Great to see you again. Let me start by telling you a story. Once upon a time, a girl named Goldilocks lived in a house at the edge of the woods. In those days, curls of hair were called locks. She was Goldilocks because golden hair ran down her head and shoulders. What? What, you can't stop there? Just getting into that. Uh Okay. So the the full story is available as a bonus episode. You can check it out in the usual place where you get the episodes from. Goldilocks is an interesting name. I, I think it could be a great nickname at least for an alpaca, <laughs> Goldilocks. Mm. Oh, it depends on the colour of the fleece, of course, but there we are. So there are stories that we tell ourselves, stories about who we are, stories about what we can do stories about the limitations that we face there are things that we think things that we believe and those stories that we tell ourselves can have a real impact on our abilities (laughs) our confidence particularly and as you know this is something i want to help encourage people with is confidence Having enough confidence to care for your alpacas in a great way, that means that you get a lot out of it and the alpacas get a lot out of it too. As well as you telling yourself stories, there are stories that alpacas tell, I don't think it's going to be Goldilocks in this case, but the stories that they tell are whether you're trustworthy, whether, oh, here we go, he's doing that again, remember what happened last time? Hmm. So alpacas will tell themselves stories. They get triggered by circumstances, things that happen. It could be a sound. It could be uh, closing the gate and putting them in in the stable uh, and getting out things that they recognize that might involve toenails being trimmed or whatever it is. So they have a history. They have something that is triggered and a recollection a story that they've told themselves about you comes back to them. But it can also be a good story. Oh, he's bringing the food. I recognise that sound. He's calling us. He must be going to feed us now. So the stories are there and they build over time. So what we can do is to help. Help the alpaca stories be good ones, good experience, good reinforcement. So that's their experience. What about your experience? What are you what's your experience? You remember that time you did the did the toenails for the first time? <clears throat> yes. That was interesting, wasn't it? And it was just a bit tricky and you kind of knew what you were doing. You're having a go and you got kicked or they broke away and it was tricky or something didn't quite go as planned. (laughs) Why do we remember those stories so much? Uh, I guess that we just do, don't we? We tend to remember the failures rather than the successes. It's important that we don't let those things permanently kind of (laughs) determine everything going into the future. But we do need to learn from our past escapades with the albacas. We do need to learn to get better and to improve. Uh, That's about question. Don't let it become a major problem. So we can do things and we can approach it with a lot of confidence, more confidence than we should. Mm, Too much. Or we can approach it with not enough confidence. Actually, this is something we could do, but we don't feel very positive about it. We don't feel very good about it. And then we haven't got enough confidence but just like the story of Goldilocks you see I knew you knew, you knew didn't you that there was a connection here somewhere <laughs> it was just taking a while to get to but the story of Goldilocks it was too hot too cold too hard too soft and just right so the stories we tell ourselves if we can make them just right those things that we have a level of confidence about that's just right the things that we've got from our history with our alpacas The disasters we've all got a few the real great successes somewhere in the middle just right so let's not get overconfident let's not have insufficient confidence we can approach things sensibly and in a balanced way that isn't just bland and (laughs) mediocre but is actually step 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 getting better over time So what are the stories that you tell yourself? Mm. When I was thinking about the stories I tell myself, um, there are certain animals I have a lot of respect for. (laughs) Millie today was, i was an interesting little situation where um, uh, she was waiting for me to get the food out. So she was hanging by the door, but I hadn't got the bucket ready. So I got the, had to come out again and get the bucket. But as I came out, I was, she moved. And then I was trying to get past her to get back in again to get the food out. I'm, 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 on a, I'm on a mission. Millie, you're in the way. But because I touched her to kind of squeeze past, to move her over slightly, she, she did an interesting thing. She kind of backed up and into me. Um, so I've got her – it wasn't a problem but but she was pushing back against me which made it worse so she's now start trying to throw her head back and spit at me <laughs> oh billy 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 oh she is the one that will spit at the drop of a hat that she does get upset easily she she she'll, and she'll be ready to paint you green so i do have a lot of respect for the front end uh of milly she she can kick as well um but she's a delightful old girl. She's We've got a lot of history, actually, Millie and I. Millie the matriarch. We've got a lot of history. Most of it <laughs> seems to involve her getting upset and spitting. Uh, but there are other times. There's the, there's the time she got stuck in the mud, and you know, you know that story. But it's... Uh, hmm. There are things there that we've learnt together. We've both got stories that we tell ourselves. Millie tells her story about me... And she sees me as a slight threat uh, Unexpected It's the unexpected That alpacas don't like If it happens like they expect The story they're telling themselves Then that's not so bad But when it's something that's unexpected He doesn't normally do that What's going on Then we can surprise the alpacas uh, They don't like surprises I don't know about you Do you like surprises? Do you like do you like a surprise birthday party? Uh, not for me <laughs> I don't think I really, no, no, I don't think I really fancy a surprise birthday party. But other people, they, they love that kind of thing. Alpacas, no, nah, they don't like surprise birthday parties or anything else that's a surprise. So we need to be sensible and sensitive about that. Think about the past stories. There are certain animals that have got a history. Sometimes that history is something that you know about or not. It's sometimes before your time. It was something that was before they came to you. And you may not therefore know all the details, but you may know there's a sensitivity about certain things. So those things, well, if you don't know, you don't know, do you? But, but we, we can try and understand and be careful. Build the good stuff, the good experiences, the good stories, uh, takes time, takes effort, takes work, takes thought. Can't do it in a rush. Nothing actually works very well in a rush with alpacas. Then whether you found that. But I know the times I've tried to hurry them, go, ooh, ooh, they go, no, 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 we don't do rush, we don't do hurry. This is not normal. And they just take a metaphorical step back, they dig their heels in, they don't like to be rushed. So, that's the stories alpacas are telling themselves what about the stories we tell ourselves those things where things didn't work quite well it doesn't mean to say that the next time is going to be a disaster really it doesn't it doesn't mean that we can think we can prepare we can be aware but there's a little do you do you get that a little quickening of the heartbeat (laughs) There are th- some things that when I'm doing, I, do you know, it's not always the same either. I sometimes get caught out by things I thought I was okay doing. And for some reason today, or not today, literally, but on the day you do it, you kind of go, oh, I'm feeling a bit nervous about this. I always get a little frisson <laughs> of anxiety is too big a word, but I get a little frisson of something heading towards anxiety. That when I start shearing for the first time, it's always, oh, here we go. And it's, have I got it set up? Have I got it right? I've done this. I've, I've done hundreds of alpacas. I've sheared hours over the years. If you count them all up, there's hundreds of them. I know how to do this. I've done this before. But the first one of the season is always a challenge is always a little bit "Mm, here okay here we go and sometimes it's not one in the stable sometimes it's the night before sometimes it's printing the labels would you believe it printing the labels can be stressful (laughs) printing the labels to put on the bags for for the different animals and just it's it's nearly there it's like the day before the thing do you know what i mean you get that so what's the story i'm telling myself there it's something that we can plan and prepare for, but we still got to take that step. We still got, when you got them in front of you in a, in a catch pad, and you've got, you've got to move in and take hold of the animal in a kind way, then you've got to step in and do it. And there's no way. To, now you need to do that in a way you can step back as well. How, how do you do that? Okay. So you position yourself, you're moving in. You're not, rushing at that remember i said they don't like rush you're not rushing at grabbing them you're not rushing at trying to contain them trying to force them into a corner so you can get a hold of them learn the techniques really is helpful and there are things like the camelid dynamics approach which i strongly recommend uh, i found it so helpful over the years for me and i just i just love the approach it's a it's a gentle way of interacting with with animals and alpacas in particular. So, positioning yourself carefully, working out what it is, just just rehearsing the thing. What is it I'm trying to do here? Okay, but also being incredibly flexible in the middle of it all. You have to pivot sometimes literally, but certainly you need to kind of one of the one of the things with with the the approach is to go with the animal. So once you make contact, then and they go up because there's a there's a way of holding. It looks like you're strangling them, but you're not. It looks like you're choking them. You've got a chokehold around the around the the throat, but no, it's a it's a the fleshy part of the between your thumb and the first finger. Can you have a look at that? If you look at your hand, there's a fleshy part there, and you're not tightening the grip, but you're just kind of using that little bit of pressure there, and that's all that's that's needed. And then you can control the head, and but if they go up or go down, you go with them. Particularly, this is important when they're first experiencing that from you for the first time, early experience of, of that with youngsters or um, if you haven't been handling a particular animal for a while, then just relax them. And then you. what you, I usually do is to turn sideways to them. So I, I, I make contact, t- take up the position with my my hands, um, one hand up under the jaw and the other hand up behind the ears. And it's just the fleshy part of the, the hand that's holding that gently holding it in place and then if they if they put the head down then you go go down with them if they put the head up you know and you need to be ready to release them if if that's the best situation but don't let them win that that fight we're not fighting with them but we're we're teaching them that we're safe we're giving them a story about us that says this person is safe they don't always do things that i like but they're okay. The intention is good. And as we go in, as we step in, the story we have to tell ourselves are that, that we're doing this for the good of the animal. It's important that we do it. Sometimes it's vital that we do it, but it's it's one of the things that, that goes with the territory. This is what we do as owners of alpacas. We need to be able to handle the animals carefully, safely, safely for us, safely for the alpaca. Don't try and do anything overconfident, that's actually going to be dangerous for you or for the alpaca. So little steps, build on them. Ah, broken record. I keep talking about that, don't I? But it is so important. We build small steps and it builds our confidence. We have experience. It's something then that we get wisdom. We have experience, knowledge, and we can make good judgment. And that's the important Things that we took away, took away, took away. All those little stories that we took away. And so as we approach a situation, we can say, I can do this. Or we know in advance, I can't do this. and I can't do it by myself. Or I'm not sure I can do this. I need to get some advice. I need to, kn- I don't know how to do this. I need to know. So I'm going to find out. And that's a, a really good response. If you don't know, is to find out. But... If it's just something you kind of go, well, okay, normally I can do this, but today that's okay. You You can have an off day. I give you permission to have an off day. Not too many, but you can. And the same with alpacas. Do you know they have off days? Yeah, some of them. I don't know what it is. Is it the wind? Is it somebody was too close to them when they were having their food? Or who knows? They get upset. They get twitchy about something. Twitchy is an interesting word. I quite often use that. They're a bit twitchy today. And they're just kind of... They have a bigger response to a a, a stimulus than than you'd expect them to. That's what I mean by twitchy. And uh, the weather can affect them. And also the behaviour of other animals around them and other things in the mix, whether it's a fox or a dog or anything else around that might make them twitchy. So... Yeah, so stories, stories that we tell ourselves, stories that the alpacas tell themselves. How do we learn to have good stories? It is possible. Small steps make progress quicker. Why don't you, if you can, go and spend some time with your alpacas and maybe... Think of doing something you haven't done before. Mm, not a big step. Don't take a big step. <laughs> but something that's a small step forward. Maybe it's a stepping in and taking hold of the animal. Maybe it's a hand on the leg and running down to the foot, picking the foot up and putting it down again. You don't have to do anything. You don't take, It's just a familiarisation for you and for the alpacas. Or check under the jaw. Check for, for lumps along the jawline. Hey, it's simple, straightforward. Ha! It's easy to say. So, have a go. Go spend some time with the alpacas and and breathe. Remember to keep breathing, and remember to take care. Oh, and remember, go check the bonus episode for the Goldilocks story uh, if you want to. You don't have to, <laughs> but if you'd like to, the whole story will be there. Okay, take care. Bye for now.